0: listening to talking about the passion i'm thomas irwin this is a podcast where i interview different independent musicians and showcase their music as for myself i'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by niagara moon you can look up more about my own music at NiagaraMoonMusic.com. for episode 52 we have colonnades colonnades is comprised of one man will tummen from manchester england Will is both an acoustic guitar and synth-pop purveyor, as well as a vivid songwriter who's just recently completed his debut full-length album, The Wintering Grounds. A carefully crafted project detailing four long wilderness years, The Wintering Grounds is a deeply compelling guide to keeping your head out of the void through shameless hedonism, self-reflection, and self-discovery. I'm now going to play a song off of that album called The Human Taste.
1: Top full I intend to buy around Cause in an awful world like this There are good deeds to be found I'm a cynic first and foremost But I've nursed my.
0: How long have you been out in uh, New Zealand?
2: Uh, I've been here roughly two months now.
0: Okay. Uh, so still getting your bearings?
2: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure how long I'm um, going to be, be out here, really. I mean, the idea was just to kind of travel for a while. I mean, I was um, I was working in um, well, kind of a, a non-musical job. I was working uh, for the government back home. Um, and uh, I turned 25, and I thought, well, it's kind of now or never. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Know, and so that was the logic. Here I am. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of
0: uh, see where it takes me. And how did you pick uh, New Zealand in particular? Was this uh decision connected to music in any way or just somewhere remote, somewhere exotic?
2: Yeah, yeah I think so really, to be honest. I mean, um, uh, there wasn't really a great deal of, um, Kind of specific logic in
0: the decision to go to New Zealand,
2: because I, I kind of wanted to go to an anglophone country to save me the trouble of um, right, right,
0: somewhere you, know, they, where you can get around.
2: Yeah, kind easily. of dampen the culture shock slightly. Yeah, um, uh, I knew that Wellington, in particular, had um, quite a vibrant kind of music scene. Okay, and oh, way, since I've been here, it's um, it reminds me a lot of Manchester. Really, I from back. Yeah, quite you know, quite quite a large uh, kind of walkable. Uh, city centre, um uh, lots of venues, plenty of venues. Um, very competitive over here.
0: Really? Like that's already part of New Zealand. Of the I wouldn't have guessed.
2: Yeah, it is, well, I don't know. I mean, this, this is just uh, a theory, um, but I suppose in in Europe, because it's so easy to you know just kind of you know hop on a plane, uh, or indeed just drive down you know kind of for you know an hour, an hour and a half, yeah. to in the UK you reach a different city, um, you, uh, you know, can, can um, find places where, um, musicians kind of gather. There's a lot of sharing. It's not like a, um, it's a very open kind of pool of talent and that's kind of taken for granted. I think, whereas over here, I get the impression that it's, you know, if you need an excuse to, you need a very good excuse to go, um, kind of any further than Australia. (laughs) So, yeah, I think there's a, there's a there's a lot of um,
0: yeah. You're committed if you're going beyond those those two countries. Yeah.
2: By that point, it's what you do. I think it's a it's a very um, yeah. It's a very concentrated pool of um, of amazing talent actually over here. Of, uh, I don't know. I've been very very humbled by it so far.
0: <laughs> cool. No, that's great that you're uh, stimulated in that way. I mean, Manchester is pretty darn infamous as a as a music city. I don't know what it's like nowadays, but. You know, you could just list the bands that have come out of there. I don't know if you felt uh, connected to that, that tradition at all or not.
2: Um, I, in terms of my uh, my direct influences, um, I have to be honest, not not really. Um, I really liked Oasis when I was a teenager. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of become its own little thing now. It's like Manchester heritage music. It's like yeah. its own kind of, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it, it's... It doesn't necessarily reflect the music that's being um, that's being uh, created in Manchester now. Mm-hmm. Really, um, I mean, it's you know, it, for, for example, it's not heavily embedded in the roots of Britpop. Uh, yeah. It's not very. Really, um, I mean, obviously, you know, there's kind of you know kind of respect shown to, to, to acts like uh, the Smiths and the Division, but it's it's not no it's, it's much more varied it's very 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 varied very so it's, very um, it's kind
0: of like how seattle is known for grunge music but nowadays that's not what's going on there there's you know a whole new independent music scene yeah it sounds like a similar situation
2: exactly in a lot of ways you know i suppose that's just kind of a wider function of, of, of the internet and the fact that you know people can be influenced aren't just influenced by you know what they go out and see on you know on a on a, on a saturday night or kind of you know what's uh what a particular place is known for you know you can go on uh spotify you can go on youtube you can listen to anything that's you know, either the other recent or from the last four yeah, or 50 there's years there's no
0: like there's no reason to really fixate on one genre or limit yourself to one period of time it's just all out there all as just as easily ac- as accessible as the next thing it's kind of a uh, yeah, it's a free-for-all right now.
2: It is, it is, exactly. And, it, and there's no sign of it actually slowing down in that regard. I mean, it's um, uh, musical aesthetics that have, um, that have kind of returned from 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, like um, big, airy 80s synths. Some of them obviously appear on the on the winter grounds in a very kind of ham-fisted kind of way, but it's, it is those, those kinds of elements which sort of naturally make a, make a comeback, but I think they're more kind of accessible now because again, you know, you don't just have, you know, a few examples of of how that was done. You know, you have everything.
0: Right. It's an established sound now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Uh, I think, uh, I think music from Manchester and I think a big part of it for me is synth pop, you know, mm -hmm. lots of electronic pop music coming from that place. And you're someone on one hand, you're focused on the uh, acoustic guitar. I'm assuming you're a guitar based songwriter. You're doing the, the singer songwriter thing, but then you have the really strong synth electronic elements as well. And I'm wondering if that's a product of you coming from the place you came from, or h- how did you end up like mixing those two components together? Um,
2: to be honest, it was a uh, few kind of entirely separate approaches to, um, to, to songwriting. So I mean, my um, my own kind of personal history in songwriting is very, very messy. Um I kind of had two so for the past ten years it's been simultaneous projects. I was kind of into kind of writer, yeah, kinda like you said, guitar based songwriting and, you know, mainly kind of pop music. I've n i was never really kind of into the kind of finger picking, kind of folky, kind of kind of kind of style, you
0: know, kind of a la or you weren't going for melancholic as much. I for no no
2: initially i wasn't at all i really i i kind of i've kind of ended up on that spot um i don't i've no idea how but um that was that was always my um that was always my approach to guitar based songwriting at the same time um i used to produce uh, and still do to a certain extent a lot of um kind of uh electronic music kind of dance
0: house mm-hmm.
2: um, dubstep
0: So kind <laughs> so, of completely separate from your songwriter persona yeah. at least at least originally
2: yeah at least originally yeah so that's i mean oh god all that music still put it's floating up on soundcloud somewhere um the you know my my old um, um my old dubstep track yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. you know well it was, it was it's always been slightly genre bending and um, but it's uh yeah i mean i suppose it, that that's influenced um uh the the kind of colonnades projects um and the winter and grounds in particular in terms of more the software, more the kind of approach, really. I mean, what I I'd, I'd tend to do with all the songs on this album, you know, bar, I suppose, Lost in Sound and bar, and bar stocks, I wrote with the guitar in mind and then mm-hmm. adorned with um, the synth
0: elements afterwards. Okay, yeah, kind of as embellishment.
2: Yeah, is, exactly. So, um, but I don't tend to... Um, so whenever I, write a, whenever I write on guitar, I always kind of end up learning something new because I know exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm self-taught on guitar. I'm completely self-taught oh, on okay. guitar. So
0: no lessons. No, no,
2: no, no no lessons on guitar which I, I think, you know, if you listen hard enough you can probably tell um, on the album really. I mean, it's a... Uh, yeah, I've been I've been teaching myself guitar um, not particularly intensively for the past kind of 10 or 12 years and when, it, when, when I need to learn something, when I need to kind of shape up on a particular technique like the finger-picking, you know, all the songs are kind of finger-picking based Um, I will just... Spend a bit of time, uh, kind of, kind of developing it. You know, it's almost like the method of exploration more than anything else.
0: Cool. Yeah. So, your project is called Colonnades. So, what does that word mean exactly?
2: Uh, colonnades, It's um if you think about like in, a, in like a, a church or, or a cathedral, like the the the, the 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 cloister, you know, the bit in the middle with the uh, with the grass mm-hmm. and the bit around it. This is a really horrible explanation all it is is a row of columns basically
0: row of columns okay so a promenade of, of, of columns of a coli- colonnade yes
2: a, well it's, oh
0: God. that's probably that's butchering it but it's an architectural term
2: uh yes the colonnade so you'd be walking so if you're walking on like a like a like a long uh kind of like path and there are columns on either side yeah. that'll, be, that'll be that'll be colonnade Truth. I really like the word, um, and I didn't really spend much time um, on the etymology. I just
0: <laughs> yeah, just gonna, fit one way or another. Yes, seemed to, indeed. Yeah, fit your sound. Um, mm-hmm. And so, when did you start making the music that would become the colonnades music? When did it all start to come together? Um. So the roots of
2: this project. Um. To go back about four or five years to when I was kind of finishing up at university. Um, it kind of I'd, I'd come out of a, a long-term relationship, uh, so in some ways it kind of started off as a kind of um, mopey, self-indulgent uh, kind of breakup album kind of thing. But it, you know, it's not turned out that way at all. It was a very specific period of my life when I graduated and kind of moved to London, started a job, um, vaguely based on my degree, which was which was history. Um, and um yeah I was just trying to work out what, what on earth I was doing and kind of um kind of charting my slow process of maturing <laughs> over that period of time 20s really.
0: that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah is exactly. reckoning
2: yeah and I feel I feel awful for, for for kind of using such you know kind of cliche terms to describe it but I've not really I've not really kind of inquired like within myself as to what the specific kind of influences are and i don't think i have, I'm, I'm, I'm ever going to really i mean like it it all when i realized that you know this is kind of heading towards being an album when i realized like, i kind of had enough material like oh, it, it seemed so natural it all kind of fitted together in the same in the same kind of way so it is um i mean uh barmy Me hum is the kind of the oldest son on the album i mean that, that was that was a case of um kind of learning to learning to finger pick Um, and it's kind of um, an analogy for the sun rising in the morning and uh, setting at night that it kind of rises in the sky like this kind of like a like like a noise like a kind of energy then kind of like sets again in the middle of June Mm -hmm. in the middle of the summer um and I was uh watching this from my uh from my room feeling very sorry for myself and that was yeah that was that was the initial kind of um So I suppose, yeah, it's very introspective. It's very, very introspective. It's not really, I always think that I'm very influenced by the world around me and I write songs about the world around me, but it never really seems to be the case. It's always, so, yeah.
0: It always ends up more inward leaning, Mm -hmm. looking inward. So is that the overall, would you say that's an overall theme of this album, The Winter and Grounds?
2: It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if you listen to it a uh, hundred times, you're probably not going to learn anything specific about, about me, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, no, definitely the wintering grounds. I mean, the title, um, it you know, refers to, uh, kind of, you know, migratory habits of, um, it normally refers to birds wintering. Um, you know, it, you know, well, there's not much food around.
0: Yeah. You got to go South.
2: Yeah. You got to go South. Exactly. You know, you have I guess to go
0: in south. your case, you got to go North
2: you gotta go do it. it's really weird it's really really weird it's not it's all it's all wrong the plug logo. yeah the plug uh, bizarro goes wrong. world
0: bizarro england
2: it's not yeah it really it, it really is um yes yeah, so i suppose the, the what i was going um going for with that title uh, was this idea that um sometimes you do just kind of need a period of introspection and kind of renewal where you're not kind of um, you're in effect you're kind of wintering you know it's kind of a hibernating kind of a very, almost Hibernating, yeah exactly yeah literally hibernating you're, you you it's, it's a period of um I think it's very important um for people to kind of do psychologically really you know just kind of take a step back and um and work out what what on earth you're doing and um kind of assess uh, who you've become what you stand for what you all of these things Cause we're all very, very kind of go, go, go. I think there's a lot. London
0: must be the center of that lifestyle there.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. It didn't really. And I I wasn't, I wasn't caught out for them. I don't think really it was too. um, Yeah. Unless you're earning a large amount of money. Yeah. It's not. It's it's, yeah. And you see the, the truth is you, um, you can't live in London, uh, and be, and be bored. You have no excuse to be, to be bored. Um, but if in my case you weren't bored, you were just um, completely confused and, <laughs> and kind of um, disoriented. Disoriented, exactly. And that's what the the kind of process of um, of uh, wintering and taking a step back in hibernation. I mean, you know, not in a, in a strict kind of evolutionary sense, but um, uh, psychologically, that's what it does. What it does it gives you a bit of time to kind of reflect. And all of these songs were written during that period of reflection, um, which is in truth, probably still kind of, um, kind of going on, but it kind of all, it, it, it neatly kind of charts a, a journey of that really. And I think it's something which, um, and I've, I've seen a lot of, um, like my friends, people I'm quite close to, you know, the, 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 the same kind of, um, introspection. I mean, I don't know if it's just a, you know, an artifact of being, being my early twenties. Um, yeah. it could well be. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's the, that, that's the kind of, I suppose that's the, the lowest common denominator, the kind of the widest, uh, kind of source for the material in the album is right. that, yeah.
0: I mean, it's a great theme to, to touch on and come back to. It's, I think a lot of people have used it for inspiration. That's sort of soul searching or whatever you want to call it. It's a, uh, it's a deep, deep, deep thing to draw from, for, for sure. So it came out just this year, very recently.
2: So I've released it. So it's. I was very keen to just kind of get the project out. I mean, I'm very proud of it. I've spent a lot of time working on it. Four um, years, I read. Four four years, yeah, four years in total as a kind of yeah project in and of itself. Um, so yeah, it's out now on um, on on Spotify and on Bandcamp, and it's. I do. I refer to it as as a project. So that's very much kind of what it is. I don't think. You know, I you know I've adopted colonnades as the moniker, but it's it's very much about this album. You know, I I don't think. I mean, I'm going to see where it takes me, but I today, I don't really think of myself primarily as kind of a um, a musician, and this is one kind of you know this is like you know the the first thing I'm going to produce, and then there's definitely going to be something else I'm going to produce after that, and you know it's, it's not really you know this is this is just. I've made this and I want to share it with people and I don't know whether or not it's necessarily going to have any kind of follow-up. It's just, yeah, I felt compelled to, to, to put it out there really.
0: So you mean the colonnades project or just, uh, the idea of you releasing music in general?
2: Oh no, no, no. I'll, I'll never stop making music. All right. So I'm just
0: gonna... the, the colonnades idea, like the, the kind of music you do with that, the kind of approach you have, it just, it might take another form. This isn't, necessarily where your sound is going to be in the yeah, years to come it, yeah
2: exactly i would be i would be very surprised if it, if it if it was actually i mean like i said i mean i tend to um i mean even with on the album to be honest i mean there's a, there's a fair about i've you know i've tried my best to give it a fair amount of kind of you know sonic continuity um but you know you can trust the track like um like dreadnoughts which i deliberately kept entirely acoustic there's no adornments at all and yeah. lost sound which is a big synth pop and um, a big kind of synth pop single kind of number, and it's it's, it's it is very very different, and um, and I do tend to write in a in a number of different kind of genres. I mean, part partly I suppose just because I like to I like to learn different techniques, production techniques. Yeah, um,
0: uh, be able to try a lot of different things. I'm curious yeah, yeah, it's, about it's, this it's, and that. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, I mean I, the the way I kind of. Um, kind of approach learning in general not just in music because I've got you know one very very specific project that I'll throw myself into and you know kind of um, you know, bury my head in for a while and then move on to the next thing and then this is the last thing just didn't didn't matter at all and it's the, exactly the same thing with um, with my music and it definitely influences my songwriting as well I, I tend to have no trouble finishing um, songs in concert if not recording I mean I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a bit you know I'm slow and perfectionist as the, as the next person with, you know, actually like finding a final form for a mix. Yeah. yeah. but uh, well, I tend to write songs very quickly and then, and then edit them really. So it's, this kind of a case of I'll finish the general form in about, or well, sometimes half an hour to an yeah, hour. It's going to it
0: be about, very spontaneous for sure.
2: Very spontaneous. Um, my, the, the technique I've used a lot on this album, um, is, Borrowing tunes sometimes can kind of be completely arbitrarily from my other material, or got kind of things I've got kind of you know in the in the in the back of my mind that I've never kind of um, fleshed out. I'll take a tune, and I'll just plaster it over the top, and I'll just you know kind of swap them around you know, in mm-hmm. a very kind of arbitrary way, and then then I'll make it fit afterwards. Right,
0: but, right. No, I do the exact same thing. Yeah, Recycling yeah, yeah. your ideas, yeah, until you find a a place for them.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I find this work for me, um, working very kind of effectively. So I've kind of yeah, I suppose I've changed my approach to songwriting as this album's kind of um, kind of progressed. Really, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, Lost in Sound, the, the kind of um, uh, the vocal line that that um, that is singing on the uh, on the chorus, mm-hmm. that was a song I wrote about six years ago, um, and it was just this kind of like mad abstract. Um, it was it was crap, really, to be honest. It was really, really bad. Um, but the vocal line, um, something kind of um, lit up in my head, and thought oh, actually maybe it would work like very nicely with this kind of um, gentle four chord chord progression. Right, and, right. Uh, yeah, and, and as you know, as, as it worked out like, remarkably well, I just had to, you know change a couple of notes, and it was.
0: Yeah, it's funny how repurposing ideas, yeah, it can just really work out sometimes and surprise you.
2: It is, it is very strange because I, I, suppose I, I always, um, I always thought of song. The song's kind of got a soul for me. and you know, it's kind of got a, something which it was, it has, it has uh, value and meaning, and it all sticks together because yeah. it's part of a concept. It's more than the sum of its parts. Yeah, and I just find it very weird that I can um, literally just uh, take like a little kind of Frankenstein piece of some other thing which I made and just plaster it on top and actually be making progress um and i think it's i don't know i suppose it just shows that you know we create meaning anywhere and yeah. it's not i think there's special or magical about it but you know not to be too depressing or anything but that's, that's uh,
0: the process kind of has a uh, mind of its own kind of will make yeah. decisions for yeah. you sometimes yeah Exactly. Exactly. And now you've been down in uh, New Zealand for a couple months, and uh, you're continuing to play out down there. I am. Polonade
2: yes. Uh, so I've only—it's kind of been forced acoustic because I've only got my guitar. Um, but uh, I've been playing a number of venues and kind of largely open mic nights. I've got one um, gig. I'm playing, at, say, it's a local theatre that's um, celebrating its 30th birthday party, so I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to be. Um, really, just kind of trying to sharpen up the uh, the live act ready, because if I'm going to be um, promoting this kind of full throttle when I get home, I need to be um, kind of really on my game about it. Um, it's so kind of you're better.
0: gearing up for uh, when you return back to London. You're going to go full steam ahead with
2: Manchester, back to Manchester. Oh, sorry, so yeah.
0: I, oh, so going yeah. back to Manchester, yeah, yeah.
2: you yeah, back to Manchester. Yeah. So I, I lived in London for one year, um, like, which was quite enough for me. Enough
0: is enough. Yeah. Wow, and then um, so I know when uh, musicians here in the states, if they start thinking about touring, playing out, you know, there's a huge swath of different places to go to. I mean, it's a very big country, lots of different cities. How do, how does it work in the UK? You go into like Europe, you branch out to France and Germany or something, or
2: a lot of bands tend to do a UK tour. So you know that that will you know include Manchester, London. Uh, Glasgow, Leeds.
0: Oh um, right, yeah, you've got Scotland.
2: Uh, Scotland yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's, you know, the, you can, you know, for the for each kind of standard EP launch, you'll either just you'll you'll be, you know, one show to a few shows. So if you're doing like a mini UK tour, so there's, there's plenty of options within the UK. Right, um, it's uh, densely populated and, and fairly uh, fairly kind of musical everywhere. Really, to be honest, I and mean, I think there's. Um, yeah, I feel very, very lucky to have um, kind of developed, developed there, and so that's one thing I've noticed about um, about living over here is that you know even though it is very, very musical, Wellington, and um, it's not as easy to 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 get gigs. It's not as you can't just go out and um, you know have a selection of uh, two or three gigs on a Saturday night. There's a big poster uh, outside the the Westpac Stadium, which is the main kind of. Um, uh Kind of sports venue in the in the CBD, which is the Rag and Bone Man playing dates in uh, I think it's the end of April, and that's a big thing. It's like a really big thing. I mean, like you know, no offense to Rag and Bone Man, you know, he's kind of you know, doing very very well, but it's like that's people are looking forward to just that gig. Oh you
0: know, yeah, so it's, it's pretty a lot smaller on. scale.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, not,
0: options. Yeah,
2: much, much much less choice. Um, and I think in um, in the UK uh with Kind of particularly lucky because we have, you know, so many acts um, who will, you know, tour, and there seems to be mainly, you know, kind of larger. Uh, I think um, Jay Z and Beyonce's is going to um, going to the Etihad Stadium. and It's going to dates in London. I'm not sure if it's going anywhere else. So it tends to be Manchester and London. Yeah, yeah. You know, dates. Um, but going back to um, what you were saying about Europe, yeah. It's um yeah kind of usual sometimes to, to to kind of because again it's just so accessible you yeah get there so quickly and yeah that's well. where I
0: get jealous if I want to go anywhere in Europe it's you know <laughs> hundreds of dollars and hours on the plane and my sister's studying abroad in Spain right now it's like oh I'll go to Germany you know that's a few hours yeah. <laughs> on a little train
2: yeah yeah just yeah. road just on the road I my my, my own experience of um. I suppose the the really, really long distances involved in travelling around the States was um when I was there a couple of years ago, I got Amtrak from New York up to up to Niagara actually, and it
0: took nine hours. Yeah. New York State Slow. alone is yeah, gigantic going east to west. It's just enormous. And I
2: think it, it changes your perspective on things as well. I mean, you know, I was kind of you know, I was fed up with the journey, but that's because I was used to, you know, being able to get on a train i mean it's you know from where i live in um Stockport back home down to london so from the from the north of england to the south of england it's
0: less than two hours on the train yeah, yeah. and amtrak's kind of dumpy too it's not a <laughs> very glamorous ride yeah
2: but it, yeah it, it changes your perspective really i mean like it, you do take it for granted as a musician and um, you know being able to to just you know have access to to, yeah. to all of these venues and all of this you know other music as well in communities you yeah. know they think they, they It's, um, it's very good.
0: And as you, so when you finish up your stay in New Zealand and you're back in Manchester, are you going to lean more into the acoustic singer songwriter persona or are you wanting to get more into the synth pop thing or are you still looking at how you can integrate the two or where are you, where's your, where's your head at with that these days?
2: I I think ideally, um, it's going to be integrating the two because I'm kind of, um, I think of the songs as they're recorded now, which I'm um, sure, you know, as a as a songwriter yourself, you kind of appreciate the, the pitfalls of that. You've recorded it in a particular way and you can't think of it in any other, Yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes That's
0: it's what it is, it's, set and stand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Difficult to rework it. And I suppose, you know, kind of, if I wasn't thinking, if I was just going kind of um, just full steam ahead, my main priority would be to um, recreate a uh the, the the record live
1: yeah
2: um, which is you know a really it was a really bad idea with um with the, with the winter and grounds yeah. because it's yeah just kind of layers and layers of yes yeah, so unmanageable I really of that really. yeah uh, unmanageable it's, i've had a really good reception actually um playing acoustically okay over yeah. here but the translates well there it are, seems like yeah it, exactly it's much more kind of intimate but I, again i don't know whether or not you know if i even the future, I started playing um, large capacity venues. I don't think it would it would go down quite as well. And um, yeah, I've kind of um, been looking at how I can introduce those um, those live elements, really. And you know, there are there's you know a lot of songs that I've kind of got in my back pocket for you know any kind of potential follow up release. Um, a number of them don't have any guitar in them at all. A lot of them are um, just synth pop. I mean, I, um, when I used to play my electronic stuff live, um, it was very much a case of, um, kind of press play and, uh, and turn, I mean, this is going back to when I was like uh, 16 Nothing or 17. Nothing wrong with
0: uh, the old iPod and just singing over that, oh, that old chestnut, my, the karaoke trick. People do that.
2: Exactly. I had a, uh, I had a sound card, I had an old wonky sound card, uh, which had, um, had a knob on it and I, i'm not quite sure what it did actually i threw it away years ago um and i would turn this knob because i knew it didn't do anything like for like a filter open or something i just turned that, and people just yeah <laughs> fell for it i thought yeah. it was really you know it's like, that's what it's justice amazing. does don't they yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. it's um, yeah it's, it, it provides a, a kind of uh visual kind of cue
0: for yeah. when to yeah, get yeah,
2: excited. It's Exactly. People's like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, he's turning the thing, and the thing's going <laughs> up. It's um, yeah, So I suppose you can't really hide behind any of that when you when you're playing acoustically, which has been quite a useful lesson. Um,
0: it's a different kind of skill, yeah.
2: It it, it is, yeah, exactly. It's a it's a completely different kind of skill. I think it's also um, you know, for um, for how uh, kind of you know uh, shoe gazing and how you know kind of self indulgent and introspective uh, the Wintering Grounds is, my live act is kind of it's increasingly gregarious and confident so yeah 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 well
0: yeah
2: i, I think so yeah i mean it's, it's 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 um you know initially i was very kind of you know kind of minimal in a matter of few words i'll wander onto the stage not look at the audience play my song and wander off the stage and now i just you know i'm more comfortable really with the experience <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, as, that's the benefit of, of playing entirely acoustically as well. You've got nothing to hide behind. You know, you're gaining confidence because you can't use anything else as a crutch. You know, you, you're just, it's just you. And I enjoy doing that. I really, really enjoy doing that. But I think I'll have to introduce other more interesting live elements um, as, I, as I move along. And I've got the means to do that. I mean, use, um, I use Ableton Live to put everything together.
0: Ah. Um, a fellow Which Ableton is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's pretty handy, it's, yeah. uh, It it is it is handy. I mean, again, I'm not, I don't really I don't count myself as part of the kind of Ableton tribe. I mean, I use it because it's so useful for for, for library production. live uh, reproduction. I used to use Keybase. I used to I used to really enjoy using Cubase. I used to know how Cubase worked, and um, but it just wasn't versatile enough for, for this kind of project, really. So it's more I've been kind of pushed into it. I like it, and. Um, but it's uh I don't have any, yeah
0: so will when you are not doing music as colonnades, what kind of stuff are you doing? what are your other uh, your other hobbies if there's any time left over
2: yeah uh god um well when i'm uh when I'm settled, I really want to get back into um into sprinting, I'm very big on my sprinting my running kind of keeps my head in the right space, and I just really really enjoy it I like. Um, reading about subjects which I have no business um, kind of pretending to be an expert on and um, kind of like uh, recently it's been microbiome research. It's been uh, fasting. Oh, I'm big on fasting as well. i do fasting every now and again.
0: Um, so what are the benefits uh, of fasting?
2: Oh God. No, just, oh, um, for me, uh, I find a bit of mental clarity and also not having to cook uh, nothing <laughs> to worry about. worry about you know, seriously, it's, it's really strange. I, so I can only speak entirely from my experience. Um, but I find, um, let's say if I'm traveling, yeah. uh, and I don't, I don't want to have to worry about, you know, trying to you know, keep my, my poor body clock, you know, kind of, um, in, <laughs> in sync or, you know, kind of with some sense of what's going on. I just want to eat. And it takes a while to get used to it If you, if you eat, eat three meals a day and you, Uh, miss one you feel really really hungry and you feel crap and you feel tired but eventually your body accepts it it just accepts it it's not you don't feel like you're missing anything it just knows that oh there's no meal coming now but as long as you don't deprive yourself in the long term it's just not
0: a few days never hurt anybody yeah exactly i did i did a 5
2: day fast last september that was the longest i'd ever gone and i think the hardest thing was the um was how it cuts you off Socially, because food is, is the, you know, it's the, is
0: the, 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 it's a big social gathering.
2: It is. It's the, it's eating the eating meals together. It's the primary medium of social exchange of, of, of all kinds. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, even things like, um, cooking, the cooking of the food and the eating of the food and then the washing up or, Oh, do you want to go for a drink? Or, Oh, we're going out tonight. Do you want to, do you want to come with, grab something to eat? You don't do any of that. You can't do any of that because you'd be sat there having water in silence. Um, so it <laughs> kind of goes, out. that's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing about fasting. Not not being hungry. You're not hungry. Uh, you generally feel great, um, if, if not slightly stressed. Um, yeah.
0: So it just kind of clears your head, kind of cleanses you a little bit, a little bit of a refresh.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I suppose, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. Uh, I don't understand any of the, 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 the specific uh, processes in any great detail, but I suppose um, intuitively it makes a hell of a lot of sense. It really does, yeah, kind of clears clears a lot. You do feel very sharp after doing it for, for, for three. It takes three or four days. It took me three or four days, but then you start to feel very sharp and very alert and very kind of... Um, very kind of on it hmm.
0: yeah I imagine that's a skill that's gonna serve you well in the future if you're doing a lot of touring and don't know where to get the meal for the day it's I imagine that yeah. will come in handy at some point for sure
2: definitely definitely yeah it's um, it's something you kind of if you're busy as well you know like you know, if you, you know uh, touring or working or doing anything else it's um you, you don't you don't think about it you just don't think about it it's best to keep busy best to keep busy and it's a yeah because if you think of it as a as a a skill rather than just a you know a weird a weird clerk (laughs) then it's um yeah it could be very beneficial
0: well will i've enjoyed our chat i really dig uh wintering grounds and um i uh hope you have a really exciting and productive 2018 look forward to see what you do next
2: you too you too Yeah, fantastic.
0: And thanks for coming on the podcast.
2: No worries. I've enjoyed every minute. Thank you very much.
0: Cheers. Okay, that was Will Tumman of Colonnades. So now you know, nothing wrong with uh, not eating once in a while. If you like this episode of Talking About the Passion, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review while you're at it. If you use Spotify, you can follow the Talking About the Passion Spotify playlist to hear a big collection of tunes from artists who've been featured here in the past. The theme song for Talking About the Passion is the Niagara Moon song, Eating Peaches, off my 2017 album, Eating Peaches. I'm going to play one more Colonnade song now. This is called Lost in Sound, featuring Mia Moon. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you in a couple weeks.
1: This no, night was fine.
3: Falling fallen down